Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Good morning. It's Mark and the Interpol. With whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? Gina Bailey. Hi, Gina. Welcome to the radio program. We're going to get you enrolled in Mark and the Interpol's middle school. Three questions. Get two out of three correct. And you're going to see Pat Benatar and Neil Gerardo. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, here we go. We're sponsored by Rainforest Plumbing and Air at 602 Ask Rain. Now, this is for Pat Benatar tickets, but something else we gave away tickets to last week. The WWE is in town this evening. Yep, I can smell it. Here are your questions about wrestling. (laughs) Which, here you go now. It shouldn't be too tough for you. Which of these wrestling characters has the WWE never had? An evil accountant, an evil busboy, or an evil dentist? The dentist? No, I'm oh. sorry. They did have an evil dentist. That would be uh, Dr. Isaac, Isaac Yankum. Um, oh. So, <laughs> Dr. I Yankum. Yep, I Yankum. All right. DDT. Here's your next question. Which of these tag teams never wrestled in the WWE? <laughs> the Rock and Roll Express, the U.S. Express, or the Panda Express? <laughs> the Panda Express? You, 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 know, you, you know, the only reason why you got that right is because Mark laughed, because it's not impossible <laughs> that Mr. Fuji and Mr. Saito were once called the Panda Express. <laughs> All right, so here's your last question. Which of these wrestling characters has WWE never had? An evil monk? An evil repossessor of cars? Or an evil landscape architect? (laughs) I'm going to say the landscape architect. You're yes. going to barely say the landscape architect. Yes, you are correct about that. You are absolutely correct about that. They have had an evil monk. And, of course, uh, Repo Man was your evil repossessor. Yeah, evil monk, Kabuki? No, the evil monk, I believe, was uh, the Mad Monk or also known as Bastion Booger, I believe. Yes, at some Bastion point. Booger was, yeah. was that who was one of the more disgusting human beings of all time. Now... <laughs> WWE has never had a landscape architect, but they did have several bad guys who would rake your eyes on occasion. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Congratulations. You've won. Hang on. Thank you. Oh, and, nice. and credit and credit for the great Kabuki reference, by the way. Yes, yeah, man. Hold a great she, Kabuki reference out. Yeah, that was a, that's an old time character there. Hell yeah! Of course, he, a great Kabuki would blow green mist into your face yes. in order to uh, incapacitate you, yeah. you, and then of course pin you. Yes, one, two, three, as you looked up at the lights. I always wondered how the great Kabuki could understand one, two, three in English, <laughs> given the fact that he had no right. concept of the English language whatsoever. Yes. Very Kabuki-ish. Yes, yes. By the way, the evil accountant was, of course, Erwin R. Scheister, his initials being I.R.S. You know, he looked a lot like another wrestler. Yeah. Jeez, I can't put my finger on it. Uh, yeah. Well, he was a member of the U.S. Express, actually, also, who was referenced in there, too. <laughs> nice. In his normal, his normal name, Mike Rotunda. Rotunda. Yeah. Not Rotondo, right. but Rotunda. 
And there is your wrestling lesson for the morning. I, I think if anybody from WWE is listening this morning, uh, enjoy your workout and then your tanning and then your <laughs> greasing up. And then your wetting your hair, of yeah, course. Wet, yes, your hair. <laughs> Hope your hair dries by the time the event starts tonight. It's time for Mark and Neanderthal's story time, and we're going to pick up with Frank. And Frank is going to be the guy who decides what story we tell. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Uh, okay, so now here's the deal. We have a couple of stories for you to choose from. There's really no prize involved. You're just basically going to be the guy that lets the Valley know which is going to be the more entertaining of the two stories. Mark's story is... Why I sent out a series of profane texts on Saturday. All right. My story is how Guido got big-timed on Friday night. Which story would you think is more interesting? <laughs> as much as I'd love to know what's happening with Mark's wedding debacle, I think we got to go with the Guido the Guido story. Uh, it's not about the wedding, but That's go right. for it. <laughs> all right. So, Guido, are you there? I am. I would like to uh, turn back the hands of time to Friday night. Okay. We went to see our friend uh, uh, Craig Gass, the comedian Craig Gass. <laughs> Was in town and and and, and hilarious. And yep. In fact, everybody at the show was hilarious that night, except for <laughs> the drunk listener who got up in my grill. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. use the word grill. Yeah, this is serious she, business. She got, well, I was in the middle of a conversation with uh, some former coworkers here at the radio station who happened to be in attendance, and we're just sitting there in the middle of thing. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, literally within kissing distance, is a drunk listener. Mm. A woman. She, very inebriated. Yes. Very inebriated. She apparently took issue with the fact that she won a prize from us, and Guido refused to exchange that prize for something she really wanted. <laughs> that, our rules say you can't do that. Right. Guido is the gatekeeper right. of the prizes. So anytime you're mad at anything that Mark and Neanderthal do, it's Guido's fault. That's, in fact, what a producer's job is, is producer slash scapegoat for things that, that tick you off. Right. We had a guy who won Aussie tickets, and he was like, hey, can I get Stone's tickets instead? Because you never know what's going to happen with Aussie. I'm like, no. no. The reason being, because you won Aussie tickets. Right. So... This drunk listener is in my face complaining about that the pr they didn't get the prize that they wanted. <laughs> and and it, usually this doesn't work out in my favor. However, this was a very special occasion because Guido, the keeper of the prizes, happened to be there at the time. So Guido got to meet our first obnoxious drunk listener. <laughs> Three feet from danger. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was unbelievable. I, I was like, oh, you know who handles that? Guido, Guido. handles that. Oh, Let me man. introduce you. I heard my name and I should have ducked and ran. Yeah, exactly. Well, running, run, as we already know, running is not your strong suit. <laughs> no. So so we bring, I, I bring the drunk inebriated listener. And, and here's the thing. I don't really bring her over there. I walk over towards Guido and no, she. No, no you, you no, mother no. ducked. Yeah, no, she, she grabbed my wrist. Did you see her grab my wrist? I mother. I, 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 I didn't, did not see that. I didn't mother duck. I walked over and she had my right arm in like a hammerlock. She had my wrist. I was towing her. I didn't. I, I couldn't have got her to let go if I wanted to, and I did. <laughs> So I, I bring her over. I bring her over. I go, 
Guido, this is this is Guido. Then I walked over to Guido's wife, who, by the way, shouldn't be subjected to this in any way, shape, <laughs> no, or form. No, she's a, just a lovely woman. I reached over to her and I went, "I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to do this, but this is kind of what Guido's job entails. He has to deal with this he tonight. Has, he has to run a little interference <laughs> every run, once yeah. in a while. I tried to. He was kind of like my wingman, my very large chicken wingman. <laughs> so I tried to avoid this woman. By passing her off to Guido. Unfortunately, we realize that Guido, although he is a scapegoat, really wields no real power when it's all said and done. And she found out that he couldn't change that prize for her. He's like, well, he's like, I I, I don't have one of those prizes. I can't do it. Immediately, she shucked him <laughs> like a bad case of fleas. Like just, right. she just, she just shook you off. Done like with you. <laughs> Done with you. Done. Yeah. And then, and then tried to come back after me. I had already hidden behind the security guard. Now, Paul, this listener who was, you know, bothering you and who big time Guido. I have, I have one question about her. Do you really? Yeah. Uh, is she hot? I refuse. I refuse <laughs> to answer that question on the grounds that she may be armed. Okay. I, I don't know. I understand. I, right. I, I'm not going to answer that question, but it's it's a, a very valid question. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so there is the story. Guido uh, Guido finally learned what it's like to be big-timed by, by a listener and realized that he is the scapegoat with no real appreciable power. Yes. And Frank, if you would, you know, hang on with us so I can get your number and send you a series of profane texts. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I would love that. Will do. All Frank, right. Thanks, thanks for playing care, along buddy. with us. There you go. All right. And there is story time. Woo-hoo. And Guido was not the magic man. Could not make it happen. Nope. No. He didn't have the stroke. I was out on Friday. My apologies. I traveled to Rochester, New York, and don't uh, apologize, man. You did to, what you did what any good friend would do. Went to the memorial of a of a one of my best friends in the world. He was a groomsman in my wedding. Um, I I've got a million stories about him, but um, he was in three separate bands. You know, he had, he was the guy who had the double lung transplant, and, and it never did take, unfortunately. And, yeah, and we, 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 we've talked about him. For those of you that are new to the program, yeah. this is uh, this is a guy that we've talked about for months here uh, who was, you know, had some medical issues. And we talked about what a badass he was because he went through a double lung transplant. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't be able to deal with that, you know, and his family went and dealt, dealt with all that yeah. stuff. And it's, no, he's it's, a, you know, he was a pretty cool guy. Big, big I don't ordeal. even know him. It just sounds amazing. Well, if you want to see, you want to get an idea of how cool he was, this is his ACDC tribute band <laughs> playing at Friday's Memorial. Yeah, this is a, you're having a party. This was recorded on my phone, but this is, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. And in the middle of the song, a a bagpipe player in full kilt and everything comes out. Listen to this. That's pretty good. Think about this for a second. You're at a funeral. Yeah. This is the coolest funeral I've ever heard. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not happy that your friend has passed, but I am amazed and and impressed that he knew enough that his funeral should be a party. When when the, the whole service ended, everybody just sat there for a while, and the guy behind me, I heard him go, wow, we're all going to have to step up our games if we want something like that when we die. 
Right. And I turned yeah. around and I said, yeah. I said, I'm going to have to get a lot more cooler. Yes. <laughs> because yes. that was, it was, it blew my mind. It was, li, li, do you have the clip at the end of it? This is, yeah. this, is how, this is how it sounds. This is a funeral. But yeah, you're, we're at a funeral. Are you ready? This is the end of It's a Long Way to the Top. Yeah. <laughs> Probably 250, 300 people there. So you know, it was it was a club show is what it was. Open at, bar? Well, later at the at the restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I, we, exactly. Went the, we, we went to the restaurant. I'll tell you what, I was I was I was really a raw nerve. I spoke at the ceremony and uh, I, I had gone to my friend's burial in the morning. Then there was a brunch. <clears throat> then another buddy of mine and me drove into our college town. We had a couple of free hours. We did that. We came back for the memorial. I spoke at that. And I, you know, I had to stop for a few times and gather myself because it was really hard to do. But um, after that, we went to the restaurant and it was, you know, 100 people there all all gathering around and drinking. And I ordered a Jack and Coke at the bar. Right. The guy pours the Jack in. He sprays the Coke in. He turns to get a cocktail straw. By the time he turned back, it was already at my lips. I reached across the bar and grabbed it and said, I need this now. I can't wait for a little cocktail straw. Yeah, un- un- under normal circumstances, I would say you have a little bit of a drinking problem, is what I would say there. And, well, I did that night. I didn't get the drink quick enough. That yeah, was well, my that, problem. That, that can be a problem. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate that uh, you lost your friend. Um, he sounds like a badass, I, and, he, and the party was amazing. You know what? Speaking of badasses, I shared a drink that night. With his dad, who had his elbow on the bar, was leaning against it, and is 94 years old. And still drinking. And still still in command of his faculties. Oh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, well, welcome back. And, of course, uh, Mark at KSLX.com if you would like to share your condolences with our friend over there. I'll tell a story, and it'll be it'll be difficult for me to do, but I'll tell a story of how my buddy, who passed away, and I went to his memorial, how he helped create a a lasting wedding memory for my wife and I. Oh, look that at that! Still, that still resonates today. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. All right, so we'll get into that a little bit later on because that's going to be a touching, heartwarming story. It's something that you'll take with you to make you feel better about your life to celebrate moving forward. This story is everything. That story will not be. This is a story that you will take with you and uh, recant to a lot of people. And, and recount to a lot of people in a mocking fashion. Right, but it will make you feel better about yourself. Okay, there's, yeah. the, there's the common bond right yes, there. Yeah. All right, it's time for the Mark and Neanderthal Dumbass of the Day at 738. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, by the way, we'll do two stories tomorrow because ah. it'll be two for Tuesday. I see what you're doing there, yeah. Okay. So today's is sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports at RideNow.com. And you can see it at the Mark and Neanderthal Facebook page. Right. It's Monday. You know what we need. Florida? A trip to Florida. Of course exactly. we do. Why not, Why not Florida? Florida. Now uh, in Florida, Teresa Bayhan must be a, must be a cougar. She's uh, in what way? She's forty nine years old. Okay, well that's the she's in the proper age group, and she was hanging out with thirty six year old Stephen Dean just a week ago this Monday. So that's a thirteen a year today. age difference. Yeah, that's that sounds like yeah. a cougar. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well identified on your part. Yeah. So the couple was they were getting along pretty well. I'm not, I'm not sure who made the first move, but before you knew what was happening, the two were in the throes of some passionate sexual activity, hot relations, coitus. If you if will. You, yes. Yeah. Yes. Hot relations, as described in the movie The Nutty Professor. Hot relations. Yes. Now, I, I think they might have wound up going all the way. Oh, my goodness. Had they not been interrupted by police. Let me sleep on it. Baby, baby, let me sleep on it. They were interrupted by police, but that that's what happens 
when you're being very loud about what you're doing. Well, yes, discretion yeah. is sort of the better part of yeah. coital experiences. Mm-hmm. Unless, and, of course, you're in a very soundproof yeah. bedroom, then just no. have at it. No, they they were doing it in the backyard. Oh. Yeah, All right. very loudly. Well, why didn't they follow the, uh, the Beatles' advice and do it in the road? <laughs> well, they may very well have done that also that night because the backyard they were doing it in right? wasn't their backyard. Oh, no. oh well, that's just somebody else's. I went to a garden party. Yeah. To in fact, with my old friend Stephen and Teresa are both homeless, and they they just uh, happen to stumble into somebody's backyard well, for the rendezvous. Now, now, here's the thing: Why are you are you saying that homeless people shouldn't have sex? They should have sex, not they in have, somebody else's backyard. Why not? Isn't not it really in somebody else's backyard? When you don't that's have a why home, you pay your taxes. When you don't have a home, isn't the world your backyard? Is it? I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. If they did it in your backyard, you know what you'd say? Not in my backyard. Not up in here. Did you just did you just give me a NIMBY? NIMBY, exactly. Oh, that's well done. Yep. Uh, so the person heard them, looked out the window, called police and so forth. See, in Florida, uh, that's a shooting offense. <laughs> Teresa, Teresa and Stephen were arrested and charged with indecent exposure and trespassing. Those are both misdemeanors, but Teresa did up the ante a bit when she kicked one of the officers in the groin. Yeah, that's an assault on, yeah. a, on a police officer. All right, so homeless... Um, amorous behavior in public, in the backyard. Most of the questions have been answered, Mark, except the one important question, which is... Is she hot? Right. Wait, what's that? Is she hot? Uh, she was sweaty. Oh, you have Have you seen the mugshot? I have not. Okay. But, uh... I uh, I cannot comment on that. Okay, I'm then. sure she was warm. Yeah, you know, I mean, temperature. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm guessing her heart rate was <laughs> elevated at some point, unless he was not very good at what he's doing. Stephen and Teresa, you've got the Mark and the Interpol dumbasses of the day. Hi, this is Eric Bloom of Blue Oyster Cult, and I think that was a beautiful story you just told. Is she hot? Probably not. You know, I've been talking a lot about, a lot about my friend Lee who passed away is same, right. age, same age as me right. um, a college friend one of my tightest friends in my in my wedding party all that stuff um, it was an amazing memorial service on Friday and a lot of people enjoyed that I played you know he had an ACDC tribute band he had three bands he was in one was an ACDC tribute band we played a little of their it's a long way to the top version they also right. did a song called Ride On yeah that's on which, uh, Dirty Deeds yeah which was kind of Lee's mantra once he found out he needed a double lung transplant about 15 years ago that became sort of his mantra of you know when things are going bad, what do you do? Yeah. Right on. Yeah, it was pretty amazing to hear that a guy knows 15 years ago that he needed to get a double lung transplant. So he he knew that the clock was running. Yeah. And I'm not sure, you know, we've, we've asked him, what, what if you knew that your time was short? Well, there's no guarantee. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So if you know somebody that's dealing with some health issues, or even if they're not, just tell the people you love, you love them. Because yeah. you may not see them again. Listen to this. People got a kick out of how many people like this is the end of it's the long way to the top. And this, this is, was this is a funeral. This is Listen at a funeral. This, this is. Yeah. Uh, yeah I want to go to this funeral. Yeah. I mean, you know. As you can tell, there were a few people there. Yeah. More people. More really people something. attended his funeral than many of my band's actual shows. <laughs> so it was like his other band. One of his other bands got up and played and they did a couple of songs like you probably remember this one. Yeah. That no yeah. rain song. That's the no the, rain. The, the little girl with the bee. Yep, by Blind Melon. It's yeah. a nice. It's a nice happy song. They, here's they, an, another they guy this. who passed before his time. Right, Shannon the, Hoon. Yeah. yeah, the singer of this band. Yeah, that, this was a great song. They also did another song, and when they broke into it, I I really got it was really hard for me. This is this is a song that uh, 
Everybody knows. Yeah. This was one of my favorite songs, and I used to talk about this song with my friend Lee all the time. Did people sing along? Yeah, they yeah. clapped along. They did the, yeah. you know, the hand yeah. clap thing. It was yeah. really, really moving. It was... Give me the beat, boys. So they did that song, and, you know, then... In, in between all this, the the last thing was the ACDC tribute band. That was, right. the, that yeah. was the thing. Wow, you can't follow that. I went on right before them. I was the last speaker. So you so were the opening was, act. Uh, well, but I was the last speaker. It was pretty, it was an honored position. Sure. Really happy about that. I read a poem that the, the, that my friend Lee's wife had, had given me. And it was right. a be- beautiful poem. It's called On the Death of the Beloved. Okay. And so I read that if you're interested. Um, but I slipped in this very quick story. And uh, wh- 31 years ago when my wife and I got married, we had a band and I pulled the guitar player in the band aside and I said, hey, later when you're playing, can I take your guitar and play Pride and Joy by Stevie Ray Vaughan? I said, it's in E. It's a straight 12-bar blues. No problem. If you're a musician, you'd know it. And he goes, yeah, you can play. I said, listen, I got a buddy here. And I'm talking about my friend Lee. I said, he's like, he plays in bands with me and I, I kind of need him on stage. Can he play the guy's piano? He's like, well, he's a little funny about the piano. I said, please, would you please let him do it? And he goes, all right. So Lee came up on stage, and I told the story that Lee was kind of my security blanket on stage. Right. If I screwed up, he'd cover me. You know, I'd get the dirty look from him, but he was such a great musician that, you know, it helped my confidence to have him on stage. So even now when my wife hears Pride and Joy playing in the background somewhere, right. you know, she'll grab my hand or smile at me. So it's one of these memories that's lasted all these years. And my friend Lee was one of the guys who helped create that. So that was the story I told. And then I, I mentioned that, you know, people our age have heard that Eddie Money and Rick Ocasek just passed away and that rock stars generally die in threes. And I said, for me, my rock star, the third rock star, just passed away because that was my friend Lee. And that was the last thing I said. And then I left the stage. So, And then the ACDC band came out and people were blown away. It was an incredible memorial and for an incredible guy. I don't know where I'm going with this, but that's what happened. No, I, I think you know, and I'm just I'm just letting you I'm just letting you expel what you need to expel because um, I think that's the most important thing. You're telling these amazing stories about somebody you lost, um, and I I don't know anybody. If look, if anybody's listening that doesn't feel that same empathy for somebody in their world, well, then you, you know you maybe maybe you should make an effort to reconnect with some of those people before they're not there. You might be taking them for granted. My friend Lee was a ridiculously prolific Facebook poster. And the reason was he was trying to reconnect with everybody because he knew his window was short. Well, he had a 15 year, 15 year window is longer than most of us get. So, um, I'm, you know, it was, it was a, an incredible honor for you to go and do that. Yep. Although I'm sure, as I said on Friday, it's one you would rather have not had to accept. Yep. But in yeah, any exactly. event, in any event, you know, uh, everybody speaking well of him is his legacy. And that's, that's pretty amazing. Yep. So. A little personal moment with Mark and Neanderthal. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. 
step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey, dude, good to go to. 